Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Wildcard Wellness, the incredible place where we have conversations, two awesome moms having fun conversations. I am Duca Schott, and I'm blessed. <laughs> I totally jumped the gun on that one. <laughs> this is real life. Everything that you're going to have here happen in our Wildcard Wellness wild space card wellness. is You can find us live, on YouTube and Facebook at Wildcard Wellness. We do not do a lot well of editing. Instagram, in fact, I think we do zero editing because we don't do any editing at all. Until next time, <laughs> yeah, because stay wild Yeah, because this is how it is. This well. is how life is, right? For example, we had a plan. Belinda and I had a plan. We were going to talk about stuff for summer. I'm not going to tell you what it is because they'll be surprised for when we do do it. But I didn't, I didn't do those things. I didn't do any of the things I was supposed to do so that I was prepared to talk about the things we were going to talk about. Instead, I was like, things I didn't like to do, like <laughs> the dishes, laundry, like, I mean, the things on my other to-do list were the things that I did instead. So, yeah. So instead of talking about the thing we were going to talk about, now we're going to talk about self-sabotage. <laughs> I thought it'd be more fun and less like if I sing it. <laughs> like it's any less real if you sing it, right? It becomes right, like, oh, it's not as self-sabotaged a musical. <laughs> it's... You know, it's striking, it happens to everybody, but if you sing it, then it's gonna be a lot more fun. <laughs> it's not as bad. As um, bad. Yeah, so the funny part is, so traditionally, I'm the person who has the list. I have the notebook. I write notes on everything. Like my notebook is full of notes. I am, um, the person who wants to edit everything and clip out this and like merge that and make this look prettier and like clean the background. And so, I mean, stuff like people would probably never ever see. Let me put my phone on mute. Um, I'm the person who uh, OCDs about it. And so when we started this, Duke and I made an agreement and that we would show up authentic and whatever mess we had, that's how we were going to show up because this is real life. And we want to talk about how things happen in real life. The funny part is that, so I've been coming in, like we come into a session. I'm like, I have no notes on the session. I'm flying by the seat of my pants talking about whatever comes into my head you know i like pray before we do this and i'm like dear creator please like just funnel the words that need to be heard through me let me be you know your conduit and i am not planning anything like i might like you know like i reached out to a few people they they couldn't get back to me i'm like okay cool not a big deal and so i rely on duca to be my planner <laughs> Well, and and was like, I did no planning. I'm like, okay, we can still do it. She's like, no, I wanted to, and she had a whole long list of things that she wanted to do before we actually did that recording. And I was just like, 
huh, okay. And so we had a whole conversation. I'm like, we really should be recording this because I think this could be helpful to some people. And so as we've learned through the last couple of years, we just pivoted. Like, this is where we are. This is what we're doing. This is what we're being confronted with right now, or at least me personally in my life is being like, it's being like throwing up like, ding, you know, confetti in the air. Um, why? How come I didn't do those things? How come I thought that laundry or doing the dishes would be more fun or more important than preparing for the conversation that I'm going to have with Belin? As and she her head, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't even love. I don't even love. I do not. Like, I'm super glad my kids are older now because I'm like, okay, I made the food, which is like the funnest part of the meal. And I let them do all the cleaning. So I was like, mm, let me paint my bee box, which was also fun. But I was also scared to do that too because I didn't want to mess that up. Um, and so I traded Isabel. I was like, Isabel, you paint the bee box and I'll wash the dishes. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like sweating washing the dishes because why not? It's hot water and it's all in the corner and it's all in my face and sweat is running down my back. And she's all like, painting the bee box i'm like that is more fun what am i doing why in the world did i trade painting the bee box for the dishes and then on top of that how come i didn't just check my emails because that was going to be the first step in like preparing for our conversation <laughs> which is fun which i really love because also blin is actually really good at preparing uh, but this the, that's the role i've taken and i was like we're into it a couple weeks now and i'm like I don't know. And I think part of it is, is this could be really awesome. And I'm afraid to let my awesomeness show. And that's kind of where. Ooh, I felt chills on that one. Cause we all go into that. Like, I don't know who said it, but like the biggest fear is knowing how powerful you are. And, and so like you even acknowledging that, wow. I play big. I, I want to play big. I want people to have a, a this safe space to come to me and be like, yeah, I'm working on this project, but I can't seem to make forward momentum. And they're like, and they might get stopped at the story. So mine was my kids' schedules changed. I had all these things that on my plate at home to do. We had people coming over on the weekend. My husband's been gone for you know for a while. So I have to do all the outside maintenance as well. I mean, just like la 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 la. But I, the thing is, I love this. I love being here in this conversation with you. I love creating this space for people to be like, oh my word, that might ha that happens to me too. I have stopped the momentum we had and it comes down to me being afraid that someone will see me in this space. Ooh. I'm sorry, now I'm getting the, I'm getting the feels. That's okay. That's good. Let's shift this energy because everything's a frequency. Mm -hmm. Keep going with it. So yeah, I shouldn't have interrupted you. I should have let you stay in your space. Well, so what, that's what I, that was what I was going through this morning as I got up at six o'clock and I'm like, I could just text Colin and be like, oh, I can't make it today, but I could make it. I wouldn't be being authentic if I didn't show up. So for me, that first step is to be here and be like, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I am really sorry because I love our conversations together. And to sit in that awareness, to, to be here in that feeling of 
disappointment. Because I'm not even embarrassed because it, this is, it happens. This is life. We tell ourselves stories all the time and, and where we follow those trails and whether or not we follow those stories is where we go. Being here and being in this space and, and knowing that I have let you down makes me just realize how precious it is and makes me want to recommit. And the tricky part is though, regaining that momentum that I had going with my, with my study sessions and writing my outline. Except for now that I say it, that's not hard at all. I just pick up my, just pick up my, um, I'm like, oh no, that's easy. <laughs> but so, so cycling back, it really is just sitting here being aware of how I felt by letting you down, sitting in that moment, kind of savoring the bitter, if you will. For me, savoring the bitter helps me decide or the, or the not ideal helps me decide if this is something that is important for me to move forward with in my life or if it's something that I need to release, that it's a burden instead of a blessing. But this is a blessing and I love it. So. Can I ask you to do something? Yes. Can I ask you to say your sentence again, but I want you to change one word. Okay. So you, you said you felt disappointed in letting me down for not showing up for me. Okay. And to our future viewers, to our viewers, you're going to want to come to these with a post-it note. <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to say this, that how you felt letting you down. Like, I feel this way because I let me down. Okay. And see what that feeling is. That feeling is sadness and disappointment. Sad appointment. Sadness. Sad appointment. Appointment. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I've lived a life. I know better. Still happens. So even though I feel but you're still in shame. You're shaming yourself right, right now. Just well, I still feeling. I'm moving though. So here's where we're moving forward. So even though I feel this way, for me, my next step is to recognize that feeling in myself. Thank you so much for asking me that question. And to hold myself in grace, just like I would hold somebody else. Mm -hmm. And let my heavenly father, my higher power, hold me in that grace as well. Knowing that he, the creator of all things, who's created so much perfectness loves me as an imperfect being as well at a super high level that I know that I am just barely getting glimpses of hold myself in that grace meet you myself still haven't done the, you still haven't done the sentence okay my sentence oh <laughs> I already forgot the sentence that's avoidance <laughs> Okay, no. That's your intellectual brain avoiding the feeling of I let myself down. Okay. Um, okay. And we all do this for anybody listening. Yeah. Be like, man, she's kind of like mean about that. No, we all do that. We push our stuff in front of it and we have a story and you, you could just share her story and her rational brain going through the process, the linear process of figuring out why she did this 
but she avoided the whole sentence of, I feel this way because I let myself down. I feel sometimes those are the feelings we don't want to, we don't want to confront. And, and that's so true, especially if, um, I think it's really powerful. You got to have a whole cognizant thought about it, right? Even better if you say it out loud, because then you know you've completed the cognizant thought. Sometimes for me, I personally think I've thought about it and I've skipped ahead, right? Like, oh no. And part of that I think is because your linear brain, right? Your brain is like safety, safety, safety. We don't want you to feel hurt or, or have any of these, like these negative emotions um, upset your body's chemical balance, right? So your body's like trying to keep you safe, safe, safe. So your body might have you skip ahead. Your conscious mind might have you skip ahead because it's helping you feel safe, helping you be safe in that moment. But really to stay back is important to stay there. So that's, thank you. That's where the medicine is. Mm -hmm. So the sentence is, I feel sad and disappointed that I did not complete my commitments. Okay. Is disappointment a judgment? Oh, it could be. I'm learning about that. I'm trying to do better about my judgments versus emotions. I don't, in my mind and in my heart, it doesn't have the weight of judgment. It's not judgment. It does, it does have the weight of judgment. <sighs> Yeah. And I know where that came from. There you go. Mm -hmm. And I love the person who said it. They just didn't realize the power that word has to me. Yeah. So I feel sad. That's how I feel. But I do feel better having this conversation. Can you forgive the person who said it? Oh, yeah, easily. Mm -hmm. Can you think of a time that you did it to someone else? Yes, indeed. And you asked them for forgiveness too? Yep. Good. Yay! <laughs> that was pretty quick, Duca. <laughs> well, you know, it's because I think when you have the desire to see, and you have some tools, it's a lot easier to, to uh, navigate that path, I think. Yeah. So I want this to be successful. I want this to be amazing. So I want to see those roadblocks and not get smacked upside the head by them. Mm -hmm. Start recognizing the pattern earlier. Yeah. So for um, those of you listening, um, Duke and I are kind of in the same school of thought where we believe that illnesses are not just in the physical body. And I would say like, I mean, I would argue like all of it is pretty much energetic except for godly burdens, um, which would might be like you were born with a, with a disability or, you know, you lost an appendage because of a circumstance or something like that. 
but almost everything else is self-created. And being able to dig out the root of that belief is powerful in um, healing it so that it doesn't manifest into something physical. And so this might not seem like a big deal what Duca just went through, but it's huge because we all have allergies and addictions and you're gonna hear about both of us talking about this because it's part of our language. And um, allergies are the stuff we push away that we actually want and the addictions are the stuff that we hold on to like washing the dishes. She actually built two reptile cages this weekend because one wasn't enough. <laughs> and so, but what she, you know, what she's in this space saying that she wants to create had no time for her this week. And so that was part of, you know, her allergy and addiction was she was pushing away what she wanted and attracting and pulling in all of the things that um, were consuming her time. And not to say that those things weren't valuable in their own space, but maybe they didn't need to be a priority. And then oh, that right at the time I was doing, I was like, this isn't a priority. But I was like, I can't stop. <laughs> that used to be me with the Doritos, the Cool Ranch Doritos back in the day. <laughs> I know eating these are so bad, but I can't stop until the bag was done. I can totally identify with that feeling. But um, yeah, it's just, we go through this and it's not just, you know, it's not just Duca this week. It's us all the time. This is an internal dialogue that we're constantly having. And if you don't align to it and recognize it, like the minute you put a spotlight on something, that something changes. And I, I'm not sure if it was like Jim Rohn or Wayne Dyer who said that. Someone much more you know, qualified than me said it. <laughs> but the point is that if you're not looking at it and you're not identifying it, um, or you identify it and just stay in that, that um, the dialogue that Duca went through where she just rationalized it, but then ignored it. And it was beautiful because she had all of these feelings she she shared with vulnerability. And then she's like, oh, okay. And like, she like had this whole dialogue and then like kept on moving. And it was just like, wait, you missed like the best part. Like, like the whole part of this was to like shift through it. And then it can, you know, then it can come back as neutral. Well, and the cool thing is, is when you start to recognize those patterns and and that's why i would say for me step one is awareness like just doing your best to stay in awareness and stay present which is super it sounds so easy to say those words oh just be aware of what's going on but it's easy to be aware of outside things but tougher to be aware of what's going on inside of ourselves like what is our heart really saying versus what our conscious mind is like it, and our mind is so fast. It's so amazing. It's so easy to, to rationalize so quick to be, to, to change gears, to take a tangent where it feels safer. So to stay in awareness and an alignment of what's really happening inside of yourself, mm -hmm. that is like the first step for me 
and also I'm this still something I'm, I'm actively practicing. Yeah. So, and I think that was one of the challenges that I have sometimes with therapy because I loved, I, I, first of all, I have a bachelor's in psychology, so I'm not, don't send me, you know, hate mail <laughs> because I'm trashing therapists. I have really good friends who are therapists and, you know, licensed therapists who are in the field doing amazing work. Um, but I think that sometimes it's easy to allow clients in therapy to get stuck in a loop. So they're repeating the same story, the same story, the same story, and they get stuck on that first step that Duke is talking about where they're just like, you know, oh, and he did this to me and he did that to me and how dare he and she said this and I was at work and my boss yelled at me and how and they're stuck in the story and they think that they're processing it, but they're in a spiral. And they just keep talking and talking and talking. But then when it comes that moment of self-reflection, it's villain victim. It's not, oh, I am both villain and victim and they're both villain and victim in the story, but we have different roles at different times. So a lot of time it's like, they did this to me, they did that to me. I, you know, like I was just walking by and you know, like they hit me and this and that would, and they'll create this whole big story and add so much weight to it and keep adding energy and, and just filling that bucket with more and more negative energy until it becomes like the solid mass of crap that they're dragging around with them. And then they wonder why they're not productive with getting over it because they've just added like even even when they have an aha moment they're still going back to this because they've added so much weight to it they don't want to let it go because it's been so much of an investment that you know they're they're just like well who am i without this story and this yeah. is not at all what we were planning on talking about, but again, <laughs> welcome to Wild Card no. Wellness. <laughs> and I love what Blinda is talking about because I talk, I think about it as like when you're having those moments, like it's she's adding like a spiral that they're adding, and it's like creating its own planet, and it's like it's gaining mass. And I call it like hoarding your not ideal emotions, where you're like, it's mine, and this is mine, and this is mine, and that's mine, and. And I'm going to keep all these things. These are all my things of the stories we tell, right? And you're pulling all those things closer to you instead of just um, when you have those aha moments, start to let letting that go. Yeah. Um, and I could see it myself, um, especially looking back on the week. And even, I mean, that's not true. During the week, I was like, I was on the freeway, right? And I could see the exit coming up, but I didn't get off. <laughs> I just stepped on that freeway. I was like, oh, I'm, at a, I'm at a good pace right now, though. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the groove. <laughs> Washing those yep. dishes. Yep. And so I just, even though I saw this place that I could get off, I could change course. I could get onto a new new track. Um, I just didn't. Because it all in, in my mind, I was like, oh, I, I can see the freeway coming. But still, it's all, but this is so important. And now we'll just get off this freeway as soon as I finish this thing. But that thing leads into the next thing, into the next thing, into the next thing. So well, I was talking to Isabel about this too. I'm like, hey, when you have those moments where you're feeling like you're off course, 
you can see the exit coming. It's super important to take the exit as well. <laughs> because then you train your brain that exits are good, changing courses are okay, and you can then move forward in a more productive way. Yeah. I just had I had that conversation with her last week. <laughs> so, but you know what happens is when we teach a lesson or we share something, the universe is like, okay, I just want to make sure you really got this. And they like throw it up in your face. And they're mm -hmm. like, boom, let's do this again. Just to make boom. sure you really got the lesson. Like keep practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then, you know, <clears throat> so like we try to tie everything back to health and wellness. And this is a lot with our mental health, but um, I, um, I was engaged before I met my ex-husband and I had dated this man for on and off for about eight years. And when I met him, he was married. And then, um, he told me he was in the process of getting a divorce in New York state. It's 12 months separation. And so after the first 12 months, that's where all the problems started. And everyone told me he'll, he'll never marry you. You know, and then it was like, we broke up for a few months and it was like, you're supposed to be getting a divorce, this and that, whatever, like prove to me you're getting a divorce, you know? And so we were on and off and, um, and this was over eight years at the end. Um, he proposed to me, I got a beautiful ring. We were supposedly looking, you know, we were house hunting, supposedly planning our future. And, um, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy at all. And it was showing I gained a lot of weight. I stopped doing things. He was super jealous. Um, every time, like, you know, if I came with something like doing something new or like wanted to try a new hobby or, you know, like anything, he was like, you know, or if I like cooked a different food, it was like, where'd you like get that from? Who are you with? Why don't I know about this? And so, and like outside, he was like the funnest person, always laughing. But like inside, it was totally different. And he's not a bad person. I mean, I have no contact with him at all now whatsoever. But, you know, I just wasn't happy. And I didn't leave because everyone kept saying it would never work. He'll never leave his wife for you. You know, you'll never be happy. And I stayed because I was on the freeway going, no, this is working. This is working. Like he's with me. He proposed. He's divorced. This and that, whatever. I had the whole, like, we're buying a house. We're going to have a family. And ignoring, like, you know, like the parts were like, I'm so unhappy. Like, I don't even know. Like, you know, and then I kept telling myself, when we get married, it will get better when we move out of like when he moves out of this apartment and we're together it'll get better when we have a kid it'll get better and so I was stuck on that freeway but for me at that time it manifested as depression it manifested as weight in my body and then um just like I was starting to um cut myself off from my family and friends because I didn't want to hear the, just leave him. You know, I told you so I told you you'd never be happy there. And like, I was determined to prove a point that it was going to work out until like, you know, like the final straw blew. And I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. Like, okay. I'm like done. Let's done, done, done. Let's leave. And, you know, I just left like, but it, it took a lot of investment 
because I was so bullheaded about, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's a, it'll be good. And I kept telling myself the story. And so I was stuck in that spiral of justifying how it, things would work out. And I invested all of this time and I, you know, we were together for almost eight years on and off and I had a ring and I made a commitment and I said, yes. And I was afraid to get off the exit. Could you see the exits? Could you see? Oh yeah, I, mean, I could definitely okay. see the exits. I okay. just didn't want to acknowledge them because I was like, no, I'm going to prove a point. <laughs> like I'm going to stick this through. Cause you know, at that point I was saying, oh, those are just temptations because this is where I'm supposed to be. And it really wasn't. It was just like, God was throwing me a lifeboat and saying, here, get off, get off. And I was just ignoring it. So what about people who can't see the exits? I know. What about them? That's Is that like an allergy and a, I mean, it's an avoidance? Well, or I both, think right? that you're avoiding opportunity, but also holding on to what you have. I don't think it's that they, I don't think it's, I don't think we ever stop seeing the exits. I honestly don't. I don't think that God gives up on us that way. Um, and it could have, like, if I had been in the mindset of like who I am today in that situation, um, it wouldn't have I, lasted eight years. It wouldn't have lasted eight years, but I might've also changed his frequency to match mine to bring him up to my frequency, or he could have left on his own because when we're vibrating at a certain frequency, all of like, we see all of the possible solutions. And the minute, like the, when you're aligning with someone in drama and you start shifting, even if it's like, I'm going to start eating better, they already are going to protest or they're going to pull away, or they're going to drag you down. And those are the things that you start noticing. And so, you know, and I'm not like, there are people that are having um, mental health issues and they just don't see, like they're so like in that spiral that they just can't see like their hand in front of their face. And for those people, I'm not qualified to help coach you through that. That's when you need the therapist to come in because they are so like, even though I have a bachelor's in it, like my clinical is like this much, like a little bit compared to the extent, like, you know, my friends, Lindsay and Ryan are both um, um, licensed therapists. Like they can, they can just pick out words and, and a vibration and a freak and they can, they know which strings to pull because they're that good at it. Like I can coach and mentor you through something, but if you're to the point where, you know, like you need professional help, get the professional help. And even if it's like you get stuck on step one and you're in the story, then you start seeing the kicks and the kinks in the story, like in the matrix, like the glitches and the, you know, like the cat, the black cat shows up more than once. And then yeah. you're like, wait a second. And then you like, that's your way of going through it. In my opinion, you know, again, please don't send me hate mail if you don't agree with me, but you know, like there are, but then hopefully um you know and i like i said i truly believe god does not give up on us like some of like my best answered prayers are the unanswered ones 
because I mean, God knows there are so many things that I prayed for. And I was just like, now I look back and I'm like, thank you God for not fulfilling that request because that would have been like to my detriment. It could have been my downfall and my demise. But um, yeah, so it's just like, if you see someone who can't see those things, then maybe it's not their time. Maybe it's not, they're not ready. But if they're in a place where they're going to cause damage to themselves, then I totally agree with getting intervention. Like awesome. Intervention. Yeah. And I was just thinking too, I think that's where that question, Hey, do you want this to change? Do you want things to be different? Even just asking that question and letting them sit with that. If you ask them more than once, ask them every week, whatever whatever it is, whatever type of relationship you have, helps them to start to see that too. Again, I love what you said about if they're, um, make sure they get, are getting professional help if they're in a place of um, not safety. Well, I said that real, real hard. That was a real hard st- sentence. But you said it really well, so listen to what Blynn said. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. But yeah, so um, yeah, and it's just putting that spotlight on, seeing what we're doing and why we're doing it and what emotion is it bringing up for us. And so, um, oh my goodness, I'm not, uh, I can't think of her name. Is it Danielle Laporte? She does all of the emotions. I can't think of it. I can't think of her name, but she goes through um, a whole bunch of like, how are you feeling your core emotion? What do you want to feel today? Oh, hey, if we, once you think of that, we should post it on the Facebook page or in the comments section. Nicole uses her, her all the time as a reference. Um, Nicole Ronigan, Mm -hmm. an amazing spiritual worker, if you don't know. Um, So um, friend of ours. So well, she, super interesting because I haven't ever heard of Danielle, but I know that for me, like I spent a lot of times, a lot of time, a lot of my learning, it was actually um, learning for outside. Like I was a mom of three kids and nieces and nephews and, and blah, blah, blah. A lot of my learning was like, how can I help them? How can I help them? Yeah. I spent a lot of my time being focused on avoiding myself and avoiding my feelings so that I wouldn't have to look at the ugly truth within me, like how I was really feeling, but I could like pretend I was, you know, <laughs> be helpful for other people because then I could just avoid myself altogether. So yeah. I wasn't caring for myself, but I was caring for everybody around me. Um, and so I know that with just having awareness and recognizing the difference between judgments and emotions is still relatively, it's not a new concept, but for myself, looking inwards it is i've only been doing that for myself for like six months wow yeah wow or otherwise everything was like tap 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 like this just just compressing it down Mm -hmm. until i would have these like every once in a while like major a major come apart yeah so which was obviously way more damaging and good right I just explode all over everybody so um I love that you're talking about Danielle and I want to know more about that yeah so I started with um actually I have to thank doTERRA for this because I um when I started when I was going through my divorce it was 
it was really hard. Going through my divorce was really, really challenging. And so um, I felt really betrayed and just, you know, being cheated on sucks, especially when you're blindsided. Like I thought we would have, like, we didn't fight about anything. We didn't fight about money. We'd, and so I didn't know that he was swallowing all of his emotions. And so, you know, and I think we talked about this on a past episode where like his family is just very like, okay, we'll just not like, we don't talk about Bruno. And I'm like, ah! okay, I feel better. <laughs> you know, like, we did, that was boundaries episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, boundaries, go back to the boundaries episode. So, <laughs> so um, when all of that happened, I, you know, I was just like, I was a stay at home mom. I had come from corporate, decided to stay home when my, you know, like our division got closed, our CFO left the company. Um, I worked directly for the CFO at the time when I was on mat leave. And so when I went back to work, it was just like, there's no position for you. We don't have it anymore. And so I stayed home and we had the money for this. Like, it's not like I put our finances in jeopardy by doing this, by making these choices unilaterally. And so, um, you know, when he got diagnosed with autism at 18 months, I was like, okay, this is where my focus is. Like, we're going to make this the priority. And, you know, like, my ex was making enough to sustain the household and, and we had savings and we had planned ahead and stuff like that. So, um, when everything happened, it was just like, wait, what happened? Like how, like what? And like, I remember the day he came and told me this, like, yeah, he came home and told me that he was doing this and I almost passed out. So I got stuck in the story. And so I was like, scavengering for like what could I do and that's when doTERRA came in as a business opportunity for me and then I met um Pramila uh Thea she always says it's like the name you can't pronounce um Theangison right and so um Pramila had done a course and so we were going through it and I signed up for it and she like she donates all of her proceeds towards um uh, domestic violence, women in domestic violence situations and shelters. And so it was very, it was like, pay what you could. And I think it was like 50 bucks or something like that. And it was, I mean, she invested so much into this course. And I remember being there and just like, telling my story full details. Like even like, she looks exactly like me. She has a mole on her lip exactly where I have a mole. And just like, every detail and just like why would he do that and so she was just like wake up (laughs) like pull my straight like like stop it already wake up and let's get through this and so I needed that at that moment and she was like you know and it wasn't that she was heartless in any way shape or form it was just like like woman do you want to change this and she like totally was like i'm about empowering you not letting you sink in the sludge and make it your home (laughs) and so i think sometimes all of us need a pramila to do that and be like hey duca like what's up what are you doing and we need an accountability person and sometimes we don't have that and so for anybody who is trying to accomplish any kind of goal, I really suggest 
finding someone who, even if it's a check-in that will call you out on your stuff and be like, dude, you said you wanted to do this. Did Where are you? Change? Like, did, did, did you change course, Miss Dream? Because it's okay if you change course. But it's not okay if you still think you're on this course, but you're pushing all this garbage in front of you and saying, yeah, I, I'm still like moving ahead on my business, but I did this. Like whether it's a hobby or anything else or like how you show up in the world. Yeah, whether it's a hobby, whether it's just a project you're trying to get done, uh, painting a beehive or remodeling your bathroom, yeah. big or small, it doesn't even matter. What are, what are the things that are taking you off course from your completion? What's your self-sabotage to look into that? That's And it's really easy to get stuck in the story. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and look out for the friends who, you know, and it's not that you can't love on them and it's, you know, and it's not a criticism. It's just where they're at, but look out for the friends that like to meet in drama. Because it's fun, exciting, okay, right? Like going to the movies. Mm, what's going on? Tell me about you. Yeah, but don't get stuck there because that then becomes yours. That becomes a place where you start meeting other people. Um, and also, it's not not gonna be <laughs> beneficial for them to always be meeting you that way as well. Um, and I think that pulls me when I when I meet people there all the time. I know I, I pull myself out of authenticity. But when I can just listen, just just listen and be like, wow. So, yeah. Do you want that to change? Even just that one sentence kind of helps. It does change the whole vibration, the whole dynamic. Yeah. So I, I did want to say I was thinking we're having this great conversation and you were like, um, if you knew what you know now and you could change your frequency or change his frequency, I want to say be, be wary of that because we work on changing ourselves and that's what Blynn said into. she was like I will change myself and then it allows him to meet me up here on my on this better a better more ideal level yeah. or to decide that's really uncomfortable and I'm not ready for that and go separate ways and be okay with that and be, and be okay because you're you're just in a healthier place and that kind of goes back a little bit to boundaries too like having established positive um, boundaries as well. So I have no idea how long we have been chatting. <laughs> Neither do I, but it's okay. So I think I, I loved today's conversation, especially since it was so off the cuff, but like so valuable. Um, because I think we said some good things. I think so too. <laughs> if not, we talked for a while, you know, I definitely, um, I think it's really important um, to just look at what stories we're, we're saying to ourselves and how we're rationalizing and what emotions we're avoiding and not wanting to, to deal with, to process. Especially if you find yourself telling the same story more than one time. Yeah, because I was loving being the victim. Woo! I was, I was, I was, I think I was seriously addicted to it. I mean, what he did, the way he did it, I still don't agree with, like he could have done things a lot better, but I was just like, I was so hurt and felt betrayed that, um, 
it was just like I wanted everybody to know everybody to know like a billboard I wanted it plastered on Times Square like cheater 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 you know like yeah and it's just like it wasn't healthy it wasn't healthy for me it wasn't healthy for you know me to be in that mindset around my kid and um it took a lot to get out of it but i you know it also took me getting really sick and almost you know like planning my funeral and and almost dying if i would have stayed in that mindset I would, I don't think I would have been able to recover my health at all because I would not have any reason to believe I could heal. I love it. I love it so much. I feel like we could do a whole other thing about it because I'm feeling your energy about how much you felt like that feeling of betrayal and that feeling of victimhood still gave you a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I could go, I wanted to talk to everybody and tell everybody about it. And I'm, when I'm hearing you say that, I think that's what we do. Like we hoard our, these you are hoarding these negative feelings and these not ideal feelings. And then when we start to take care of them, right? But the beautiful thing is <laughs> when we start to take care of them and we've processed them and let them go, we free up so much space because then you, <laughs> you didn't have to find the finances to, to billboard to him in Times Square. You didn't have to tell everybody about him. And now you can actually start building your own new life because you can talk about something different. Yeah. By processing these things and letting them go instead of instead of holding on to them and wrapping ourselves up in this like slimy, ugly blanket, we can create space for anything we want, anything that is in our higher best interest, any goal or pursuit or project, anything we want. It's just open space. Yeah. Why is this the universe? So that's the benefit. I mean, I'm just saying it's a little benefit. You might like it. Try it. <laughs> All right. I think this is a good place to end. <laughs> but yeah, so take care of your, take care of who occupies your mental space because there are definite physical ramifications, ramifications on your wellness and how not only how you show up for yourself, how you show up for your family and friends, but how your body physically will incorporate that and show up for you. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when you choose not to take the exit at some point in time, your body's like, well, you're going to run out of gas on the highway. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then you'll be like, what? How did this happen? you miss the exits you pay nine dollars a gallon mm -hmm. and god loves you he's gonna show keep showing you the exits just keep your eyes open be yep. aware all right this has been wild card wellness you can reach us on facebook youtube or instagram probably <laughs> yes yes we did that last week <laughs> we are so grateful for this space we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for each other. And yeah. we look forward to talking to you again later. Bye, Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wild Card Wellness. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Wild Card Wellness, as well as on Instagram at Wild Card Wellness underscore with D and B. Until next time, stay wild and stay well.